This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Good Tuesday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Karen Chatton from Gardnerville, Nevada, and you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for December 8th, episode 1314. This episode is brought to you by the American Endurance Ride Conference. Good morning, horse world. When your start time's on Saturday and your finish time's on Sunday, and it doesn't get much better than best conditioned... And completing the challenge is the challenge. You're an endurance rider. Let me ride through the wide open country that I love. But don't fence me in. Let me be by myself in the evening breeze. Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees. Send me well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this Tuesday morning. As you know, Karen is back, and she is here the second Tuesday of every month with the Endurance episode, and we appreciate you stopping by. Now, I have to ask you, you are, let me see, this is the 8th. <laughs> uh, this is the 8th. That means uh, we, we've got about 20-some days to your in front of a million people with your wild, crazy Arab on the street. <laughs> Watching you race down, setting a new land speed record in Dark the Rose Colorado Parade. Boulevard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I know. No, we're working really hard so that our horses stand still and are calm <laughs> and that we can actually have control over them. And they're doing really, really good. It, you, you know, you don't realize Buckets how of much. tranquilizers? Are... Is that what we're using? E- yeah. yeah, that yes. could be it too. But we're, <laughs> Is somebody you know... standing by with a tranquilizer? tranquilizer rifle it's just a um, case <laughs> could be could be but i actually think our horses have been exposed to so many things on all the rides and all the traveling that they've done that this isn't that big of a deal for them it's just one more thing uh a million uh-huh. crazy children along the parade route with balloons <laughs> <laughs> and strollers and strollers and, and screaming mommy a horse <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, I'm just picking on you a little bit. I think your hardest part is actually going to be waiting for the parade to start because from what I hear, you guys have to queue up like hours ahead. That's going to be the hardest part. That in the night, you know, on New Year's Eve, we're going to be camping on the freeway that's closed down for us. (laughs) So we'll have all of our horse trailers all lined up and we'll all be camping out on on the freeway and then getting up bright and early well before it's bright out <laughs> see the Just hardest part for me dark. would not be the horses part i think the horses would be fine it's not going to the bathroom for six eight hours i couldn't <laughs> that'd be tough yes well i understand <laughs> they do have the porta potties at the staging where we're going to be staging and well, so our <laughs> yeah so we'll be able to to go there but yes once the parade starts it would be extremely difficult to, yeah. to do hold that. on i'll, I'll be like, right back <laughs> <laughs> Here, pony my horse. Here, can me. you hold my horse, little child? I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 
it'll, it'll be like an endurance ride when someone's horse gets loose yeah, and you go exactly. catch it and then you pony it back to them. Well, you damn well better believe we're watching that this year. I can to guarantee you we'll be glued to it waiting for you to go by. Of course, HGTV, we find, usually provides the best coverage of the Rose Parade. Good, good. Yeah, and you'll have to watch for us at the Equifest on December 29th. Are they televising awesome. that? Do you know? I know RFD does. RFD does? Okay. Uh-huh. Of course, we don't get RFD. I don't either. (laughs) Who gets RFD? Somebody must get it, but everybody I talk to doesn't get it, you know? But I'm going to be there in person, so I don't need to watch it on TV. That's true. That's true. You know, I think my brother has RFD. We could go over to his house and watch it. We'll have to have him him to tape tape it. it. Get him to tape the endurance. um, Yeah, we'll definitely have him do that. Uh, You know, we've never seen that show because it's always in RFD. But tell everybody what that is. That's the other part of participating in the Rose Bowl parade is that. It is. It's called Equifest, and it's at the Los Angeles Equestrian Center in the Equidome, and it's put on by Wells Fargo, and all of the horses that are participating in the Rose Parade are invited to perform at Equifest, and so that's another kind of a big honor to get to be able to do that, and we're only out there, I think, for about seven or eight minutes to kind of, you know, show off our group. So what are you guys going to do, go around as fast as possible around the edge? um, well, hopefully I'm not because okay. <laughs> once my horse gets going fast, he, doesn't, he likes to keep. He doesn't want to stop. So, so you know, they probably would do 50 miles in <laughs> no time if we let them. Uh, yeah, with but, endurance riders, it's kind of tough in, in these situations. Go out and put on a show. Well, you know, do you have? 12 hours? <laughs> just, yeah. Well, just, you know, you could come to a ride start with a lot of horses, and that's the... Oh, that's the craziest <laughs> thing ever. Show. Go to a wagon, watch endurance start. It's like it's a 100-yard dash. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we have crazy. a drill team um, thing that they that our group's been practicing and stuff, and then we have um, the escorts that are going to escort the legend riders and horses out into the arena while... We have an announcer who's going to be talking about our group and um, what we do and, uh, and a little bit about endurance. Group, right? Yes, so, Chief is Chief. in the Hall of Fame, and he's going to be escorted by our marshal, Gail, who has been on the show before as a guest. And she's going to be riding a, a legendary horse herself named Tulip, who has over 22,000 miles and is the highest mileage horse ever recorded. And uh, his owner actually passed away a couple of months ago. And um, his wife is um, just being wonderful about bringing the horse down for us for this, for the parade and for Equifest. And so I think that's going to be quite an honor for me to get to ride Chief next to Tula because these are going to be the two highest mileage horses um, in the sport that are still alive. So that's oh, wow. sort of a, a neat opportunity to get to to do that. So, um, And then we're going to also have uh, another writer <clears throat> that's a legend, which is Connie Creech and John Park on Remington. And they've both been guests on the show, actually. Yep, yeah. Connie's done uh, quite a large number of hundreds herself. I think it's over 70 or 75. And then John Park, um, has Remington, who is an Icelandic horse that's also in the Hall of Fame. And he's got over 11,000 miles. So we have a lot of, um, you know, some of these riders and the horses that have um, been riding the longest and have accomplished a lot of really amazing 
feats in the sport that are representing the AERC at this event. So it's it's a uh, it's going to be really exciting, and it's starting to really get real for us now because it's getting closer. Yeah, like three weeks away. Are you, are you guys? Well, let's talk. Let's find out from Jennifer what's coming up on today's show, and we'll talk a little bit more about it because you also have a fundraiser going for the Rose Parade. And by the way, this is a really big deal. Uh, it's hard to get in as an equestrian group. There's less and less equestrian groups every year, and there's, it's hard to get in. And they're very picky. So the fact that you guys got in is is really cool, and we'll talk more mm-hmm. about that. But first, Jennifer, what is coming up on today's show? Coming up on today's AERC Endurance episode, Mike Mumford from Redmond Equine has an endurance tip for us to start things off. Yay! And then we're going to be joined by Joyce Sousa, who just qualified for a 9,000-mile oil change by going over 9,000 miles at the Gold Rush Shuffle Ride. And following close behind, Susan Garlinghouse has an update with the AERC. And finishing well within the time, Hugh Vanderford stops by to inspire us all to get back in the saddle. Stay tuned for the fray, folks. Thank you, Jennifer. Well, you, uh, you, you know, we've been talking about the Rose Parade, and it is a very exciting thing to do, and it's it's one of those once in a lifetime <laughs> things. There's a million people along the parade route. There's like something like forty million or something that watch it on TV around the world. Forty, fifty. I million. think I think it's supposed to be over eighty million 80 now. Million. Yeah. <laughs> but what's the next year? Yeah, million. <laughs> I mean, once you get that high, who cares? So. What you guys, it's also very expensive to do, and I know you're doing a fundraiser right now. We are. Uh, if you go to Facebook, you can search for AERC Rose Parade Fundraiser and find more information there. You can click on they're having an, a live auction right now at the Bidding Owl site, or you can go to biddingowl.com. And it, it's at the, near the top of the list of auctions because it's American Endurance Ride Conference. And there's a lot of items, a lot of great items that have been donated by various vendors. We just added a bunch of um, books on top the topic of endurance riding. Um, which would be great gifts. I mean, all of these items would be great gifts. And if you bid and purchase something, um, you're supporting our entire group to help cover some of our expenses to do this because it is getting very expensive. Yeah, I'm looking here at the, uh, you've got books, you've got wraps, you've got uh, all different kinds of things here. Uh I'm uh, I'm just checking out all the the got the beauty supply grooming kit, uh, just all different kinds of stuff. Dressage mm-hmm. lessons, uh, you know, just all. Yes, lots of great stuff. And and you know what? They're all reasonable prices right now. You can hop on over and check mm-hmm. them out. Uh, right, and Renegade auction- Hoof Foods. Yes, there's a few pairs of those, and the auction only goes until the 12th of December. So don't wait. Yeah, and now you got me shopping. I'm distracted. Oh, good. <laughs> what do you need? I'm distracted. <laughs> oh, you got me shopping. So check that out. Uh, I found it by just going searching for it's AERC Rose Parade Rider uh, Fundraiser. So yeah. that's how yes. I came across it. And there's all, all different kinds of entries uh-huh. on there. Very good. And then you uh, you also have not, you're you're not finished riding for the year. You just did a couple more. I did. Actually, it was the last ride of the ride season because December 1st starts all over again. But I finished up the year. I wanted to be official. I was like 60 miles shy uh, of reaching 37,000 miles lifetime for me as a rider. And so I went to this ride the first day I rode 55 miles. 
So I had five miles left that I needed. So I rode the 50 the second day, and now I'm at 37,045 miles um, officially. So I made past my milestone and my goal for the year, which was really kind of cool. And uh, the the 10-year-old junior that's been riding my horse bow completed her second 50 at this ride. And and she had just the greatest time. She did fantastic. She just just has the the best time ever riding that horse and he just loves her and he takes care of her and you know right at the start we hadn't gone very far when we headed up a hill and just ahead of us a, a rider got bucked off of her horse i mean i'm i'm not really <laughs> laughing about that no, but still. it's not funny she it turned out she was okay but it's like the last thing you know you've got a 10 year old on your horse it's the start of a ride both of your horses are feeling really good they're frisky cuz it's you know, cold out, there's frost on the grass and they're really wanting to go. And then, you know, oops, we got, we got to stop and make sure everything's okay. And someone else was bringing the horse back to her and, and, and she turned out to be okay. And I believe she was able to get on and finish, but, but that's the kind of thing you really don't want your horse to see and get any ideas, no. especially when you <laughs> yeah, got this kid on. And so, um, it, it was like, you know, and then the, the, the junior, she looks at me, she says, well, why was she going so fast up the hill? And I said, well, I don't think that was her idea. <laughs> That's probably the horse got a little too risky. Yes. It was an accident. Yeah. So other than that, once we got going, the horses just settled in and they were really good. The The key to that was, is the first day I rode Bo on the 55. So on the second day when she rode him in the 50 with me when I was on chief, um, he had, you know, already gone out for a day. And so he was just like the most perfect horse ever. It was just wonderful. (laughs) Well, before we get to our first guest, I just wanted to mention we have a ton of listener birthdays today. Can I mention a few? Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, friends of the show, we got Kat Nielsen, Pamela Robbins, Carolyn Martin, Will Byers, Shorty Tarpley, Chelsea Seavers, and also uh, our good friend, Lisa Kelly, Ice Road Trucker Lisa Kelly. It's her birthday today as well. So happy birthday to all of you. And Uh, Gina at Renegade. It's her birthday today. Oh, Gina at Renegade. There you go. Well, you know what? We have to... we have to do this, and I'm going to... You know what? I can't find my happy birth. Here it is. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. So, happy birthday, everybody, and we hope you have a fantastic day. Enjoy it uh, wherever you are in the country. I just... We don't usually have that many listeners that have the birthday all on the same day, so it's like, well, we can't miss today. Have right. To make sure we get that in. And uh, Jennifer is getting our first guest, Mike, set up. I wanted to remind everybody that you can listen to past episodes of Karen's show, The Endurance Show, and most of these uh, think topics that we talk about here are not timely. You could listen to them anytime, especially the tips and everything. And you can go back to horsesinthemorning.com and y- you can. Um, Search for Endurance, and it'll bring up all the past episodes of the Endurance Show. Uh, so, and I think, what, you've been doing this for years now, right? 
I have. I know time just flies, doesn't it? I remember we said, oh, let's just give it a try and see if anybody listens. And you're always in the top five of, Good. The, endurance, or, or, of the Horses in the Morning episodes every month. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. somebody's listening, Karen. So that's good. Good. I know. I, I think, you know, when we did the, the radiothon last week, um, I was really impressed with all the call in, all the callers oh, yeah. that we, called in and left messages. And we had about, and, and that was uh, great. We had about 200, 250 callers that day. We didn't get to everybody because we, we just didn't have time. But because the day was, you know, we had 12 hours, but it was so jam packed with stuff every hour. Uh, it was just so busy. And thank you for doing that, by the way. That was very kind of you to stop by. And it was a lot of fun to talk Christmas with everybody. Yes, it was. It was, it was neat. I, I was, uh, I liked all the, the stuff that the messages that people left, the dog singing for us and all of that was really kind of cool. Now you, um, while we're waiting for, uh, Jennifer's trying to round up Mike, um, when you, when you started in endurance, when was that? I don't know that we've ever talked about that. When was that? Back in the early 90s, like 94. In fact, my second guest that I'm going to have this morning, Hugh Vanderford, I actually, um, we have, have a mutual friend together that introduced me to him and his wife, Gloria. And I got to crew for them at Tevis before I ever had even heard about AERC or endurance riding, I just knew that I liked to go out and ride all day. And so my first exposure to the sport was crewing for them. And I learned so much because they were so well organized and they really knew what they were doing and were just great, you know, hospitable, friendly people. And so that was kind of my first experience learning about endurance from somebody that really already knew what they were doing and and it was great exposure and then as they say the rest is history I got hooked you know once you crewed for Tevis then of course you get addicted and you want to go do it and then that became my goal and it took me another two or three years after that and then I finally was able to to reach that goal and uh since then, I've now done the Tevis like six times. Well, I know a lot of the uh, I know a lot of the endurance riders are making their way to they're becoming our neighbors here in Ocala for the next couple uh-huh. of months. Can't uh, blame them. What yeah. great weather you have! <laughs> yeah, I mean it was chilly this morning. It was forty degrees, but every day it gets up to seventy-five. So well, that's not see, too bad. See, my horses would be sweating just standing in the pasture yes, with their you have to coats shave on. Them here. You right really now. do. <laughs> I would. Well, all right, all right well, let's get to our first guest. That's a way, great way to lead into introducing Mike because um, from Redmond Equine, he's going to talk a little bit. Because he's freezing too. Uh, yes, about keeping yeah. our horses hydrated in the winter, yeah, which is it. really important because, like I just mentioned, with the winter coats, it doesn't take much at all before they're dripping sweat and losing a lot of sweat and electrolytes in the winter. So keeping them hydrated in the winter is also really important. Um, good morning, Mike. Are you there? Good morning, Karen. Yes, thank you. And Glenn, oh. hi. Hey, Mike. Well, thank you for joining us. Okay, well, give us some hints on how to keep our horses hydrated in the winter. Well, I think that probably the most important thing that I'd like to mention this morning is if horses like the salt that you're giving them, they're going to lick it or eat it much more often and regularly than if they don't. And um, the, the the trick, I think, is to get these horses to take a lick of their salt every day to get the trigger that they need to hydrate. Because 
horses, unlike humans, need a trigger to remind them to drink. Otherwise, they tend not to. They, mm-hmm. don't, they don't have that uh, the feeling inside that they need to drink, that they're thirsty. So that's what the salt does, is give them that trigger to be able to remind them to drink. And, and that's where I'd like to mention that if it's a good, natural, mineralized salt, then the chances are they're going to like that and they're going to lick it much more regularly. If it's a man-made block, they don't like that taste too much. They're not going to lick it. And as a result, when they don't lick it, they don't get the trigger to drink and so they don't hydrate. And then and then we have all those problems in the winter that, uh, that our horses get from not drinking. Right. Do you also recommend giving it to them loose? Yes. Actually, you know, it's really interesting. A lot of people question, you know, Sometimes I give my horse a salt lick like a rock, um, but uh, there's also the loose variety available, and they say, well, why would I need that? A lot of horses, um, they work out pretty hard, and uh, so sometimes they can't get the amount of salt that they need by licking, and their mm-hmm. tongues are not like a cow's tongues. They're not that abrasive, and so they get uh, kind of sore after a while if they're licking that rock too much. So I think the best thing to do is to give them an ounce or two ounces of loose granular salt in their feed or even in the, you know, free choice in their tub every day. And they can take that. It doesn't um, cause their tongues to get sore and they can get the additional salt that they need. Take, for instance, your endurance horses or any horses that are doing a lot of athletic work. Um, They may need more salt than what they can lick. And this salt loose or in their feed gives them the amount that they need, gives them the trigger they need, and, uh, of course, replaces all those electrolytes and the minerals that they need uh, from hard work and from sweating. Right. I use both on my horses. They love their Redmond Rocks. They polish them up like diamonds. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> mine too. And actually, it's, you know, it's really interesting because um, mine will take the free choice from the tub. They'll, I'll put a little bit of free choice on there as well and they'll just gobble that up and um, it's perfect for them. It's it's just what they need and, and uh, the rocks are there if they want to lick them and if they don't, that's fine too. I just need mm-hmm. to make sure that they're getting enough uh, enough of that free choice salt. Exactly. It's very important. Well, this morning we're going to give away 10 Redmond Rocks to our listeners. And in order to win, you need to go to the Horses in the Morning Facebook page and tell us what your favorite Redmond product is and tag the Redmond Equine Facebook page when you post. And that's all you need to do. There's a lot of different Redmond products. Give us a run through real quick, Mike, of uh, a list of your products. Well, on the equine side, of course, we've got the the rocks and the rocks on the rope um, in different sizes. We've got a three to five pound rock and also a seven to ten pound rock. Can I tell um, you, I'm looking the... outside at my pasture right now where, where Scooter is, and I see the rock hanging right on the fence <laughs> right there above his bucket. It's hanging, yeah. yeah. And actually, that rope has got the red, white, and blue American flag colors on it. We love that. We're mined in America. We're very patriotic, and so... You'll notice that our ropes on our rock and ropes have got the red, white, and blue, which I really like. 
And by the Poor way, Redmond that rock, rock is licked so smooth. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> you will never see a bumpy Redmond rock. Uh, no, when not you for get, long. Not for long. When you get it, it's bumpy, but it's never bumpy after that. And they'll sit there. What always amazes me is, and I've never seen this with the white salt bricks, is how long they will sit and lick. I always, I do worry about their tongues coming out like bloody at the end <laughs> because they're 20 minutes licking the rock. Yeah, they do, especially if they need those minerals and, and what have you. They, and we do it the same way, too, Mike. We put a little bit in their in their food every day of uh, the loose, yeah. and then we also have the rocks, uh, you know, out, out in the paddocks, you know, for them, too. And by the way, also, I will tell you, this is kind of funny. The squirrels love the Redmond rocks. They will they lick, lick them. Yeah, they come over them. on the top of the fence, and they'll lick them. Oh, wow. So I That's don't know. Funny. That's funny. Well, so um, just to... Um, answer Karen's question a little bit more. The other products that Red and Equine have, we do have a daily gold conditioner, which is really a great product for their gut. If they've got any issues regarding ulcers or, or um, tummy troubles or even the runs, our daily gold is just the perfect product for that. Um, we have a first aid, which is uh, a, a bentonite clay that you can use for the exterior of the horse for any cuts, grazes, uh, wounds, that kind of thing. That first aid is perfect for humans, by the way, as well. Any skin issues, burns, bites, bee stings, eczema, um, poison oak, try that on your skin. It just takes care of it. It's really fabulous product. So um, from a from an equine perspective, those are the primary products that we have. We do have some goat mineral. Uh, we do have some udder mud for those hobby farmers that have cows. Uh, great for the udders. And then, of course, we've got all the human products as well, which is the, the salt. And it's the, the only the, salt uh, we have in this house. We don't have any white iodized salt anymore. We only use <laughs> Redmond it. salt. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it tastes um, better. You know, Karen, one thing, I, one thing I didn't mention, which I think is important, is, you know, we travel quite a lot with our horses in our trailers. And with all the differences in the taste of the water there, there, there comes a time when, the horses just don't want to drink the horse, mm-hmm. the, the water that they've arrived at. Um, an ounce or two of our salt in their feed, and they're drinking in two to three hours. So it really does take care of some of those issues. We get very concerned sometimes when our horses aren't drinking. Right. And, and another, another we, trick I, I've learned about as an endurance rider is to just take a little, a small little handful of this, the salt or daily red and rub it along the horse's gums. And then give them a minute and walk them around. And usually that will also help trigger the, their thirst response. There you You're go. Kind, yeah. kind of forcing Perfect. it a little faster. It works with some horses, maybe not so much with others, but it's worth a try. Yeah, we get to know our horses quite well on what works with them. But yeah, exactly. So yeah, and we'd love to give some of those rocks rock on a rope away. So please just... Um, do as Karen says. What did you say, Karen? Just mention it on to your go to the horse. Yes, the Horses in the Morning Facebook page and tell us what your favorite Redmond product is, whether it's a human product or horse product, and then tag Redmond Equine in that post. And to the first yep. 10 that do that, we will give them a Redmond rock on a rope. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank, thank you for joining us, Mike, and for the information and for the giveaway. We appreciate it. My pleasure. And thank you. I love your show and listen to it all the time. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. Our next guest is ready. Got him lined up today, Karen.
I do. We got five guests today that are all live. Isn't that great? It, it just makes it makes it so much fun to just sit and talk for an hour and a half. <laughs> Well, speaking, about endurance. Speaking of fun, we have Kristen coming on with us, and we have something special for you today. She's with the Distance Depot. She's here every month. Hi, Kristen. Good morning, Kristen. Hi, Glenn. Good, good morning. Good morning. You guys did something fun, and unfortunately, we couldn't get it into the radiothon. I kind of saved it for today because we wanted to spread out the fun. And you, we asked people to submit uh, to submit songs or whatever they could come up with for the radiothon in the form of a voicemail or sound file. And uh, with a little help from all of your staff, this is what was submitted from Distance Depot. The 12 Days of Christmas, presented by The Distance Depot. On the last day of Christmas, your tax shop has for you 12 pair of riding tights, 11 SSG gloves, 10 casual fly masks, 9 matrix saddle pads, 8 VMAX heart checks, 7 colorful helmets, 6 yummy meshes, Five comfy covers, four electrolytes, three saddlebags, two hoof boots, and a tax set under your tree. Merry Christmas and happy trails. <laughs> that was great. Very well done. Were you outside? I heard a lot of wind noise. We were. We were outside. We made a video too. And if anyone wants to come to our site and check out our our cute video, it's on our YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, we just sort of went around through the store and picked products. We had a really fun time doing that. It I was bet. a lot of fun. <laughs> Good. And you guys have good voices, too. Apparently, endurance <laughs> oh, well, riders can sing. Yes, yes. Yeah. The girls are very talented. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Thank you for doing that. It was fun. <laughs> it was well, Kristen, fun. this month is a special month for the Distance Depot. Tell us why. It really is. Um, we're doing right now, um, we're in full swing of our 25 days of giveaways. So we get to give back, which is a lot of fun. Um, each day that you place an order, you're automatically entered into a drawing for some fabulous prizes. So far, we've given in 11 days, I, I totaled it up yesterday, in 11 days, we've had 19 winners, and we've given away over $1,500 worth of oh, merchandise, which is wow. a lot of fun. Yeah. I should have had- called an ordered a different item every day See, for, yeah, for don't. my rose parade hat <laughs> instead of all in one up. day. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, we're having a lot of fun with it. We've given away Choclat and all of our sponsors have been, um, all of our vendors have been terrific. So, you know, they've helped us with these giveaways. And so we've given away Matrix saddle pads. We still have great, we have a Skeeto coming up tomorrow. Today's giveaway is a temporary helmet of your choice. So lots of fun things going on. And we're also having a, a clearance blowout at the moment, too, just um, with a lot of great things, reduced pricing. So it's really, we're pretty busy here. How do, how do, they, how do, they, how do they get into the giveaway? What, what do you do? Um, all, the, all they actually have to do is place an order, and they're automatically entered into that day's drawing. So, and then we just randomly draw out a name or two, depending on what the day. Um, today, it's just one helmet. Yesterday, it was two Easy Care stowaway packs. So, um, it just depends on the day. And we have a calendar on the website. You can go to 
www.thedistancedepot.com, and you'll see the calendar. And basically, we give you a hint by putting the logo of the company, and then each day um, we put up a slide that shows you what the actual prize is that's um, going to be given away. So it's a lot of fun. And what are the deadline order dates for people that would like to order items for Christmas gifts? Um, we have that listed on the website. I think, Karen, you may be looking it's, at the site. I am. Um, I see December 17th for USPS. That's correct. And yeah. I'm waiting and I, for it to cycle back through again. It's doing the... Uh, yeah, I think the UPS is... there. And they've been... Yes, you have December 21st for second day air and the 17th and 18th for for regular UPS. See, but all of that doesn't matter because if you're a horse husband, just get the gift certificate. There you go. That's excellent. You can buy that like I do right the morning of Christmas when you get up (laughs) and you remember you haven't bought anything. You can just go buy it and get it in the email, print out a little thing and put it in the cart and you look like a hero. A true horse That's husband. Right. Yes. It's how we do it. It's how we roll. That's right. <laughs> and well, you can do that, right? Up to Christmas Day. I, I wanted to tell you, Glenn, we had a lot of fun um, listening to your to your holiday special. We all enjoyed it. Well, thank you for that. And we had a lot of fun doing it. And we appreciate you guys giving the prize away, too. And I know the winner was very happy. So, yes, uh, he was. Yeah. <laughs> So, who wouldn't be? I mean, we had $3,000 worth of prizes we gave away that day, and and we had the grand prize winner on that night, and I got a couple emails from people, or or a couple days later, we had the grand prize winner on, and I had a couple emails from people, I was so disappointed when I didn't win the grand prize, but then I heard her, and now I feel happy again. So, (laughs) (laughs) she was a good one. So, that was a lot of fun. We're glad you enjoyed it. Now, it looks like we'll have to do it again next year, much to my wife's chagrin. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. We're looking forward to it already. <laughs> and uh, Karen, we, we, we really appreciate your help in that, too. Sure. Sure, it was fun. Yeah. Now, I'm on the Distance Depot, so I need to go to distancedepot.com. Get your shopping in now. I imagine the orders are coming in. If you guys are anything like we were, we were one of the first hack shops online back in the 90s, and I remember many nights being up till 3 or 4 o'clock packing boxes in the morning. <laughs> so... Yes, well, we have... we have Everyone has been keeping these girls very busy here. We're, we're sewing going like crazy for custom orders and and um, packages are going out like crazy so it's all good well it is good luck and with just, that <laughs> yes and just wait january 1st you're going to see 25 horses in the rose parade wearing your tack yeah that yeah, is so cool wait. i know we can't wait and then Very you can easy. say rose bowl approved tack. <laughs> well let's see how it goes first um <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I think it's going to be fabulous. They all look great. In all the parade pictures I'm seeing on Facebook, they all look terrific. <laughs> I've yes. been picking on Karen all morning about her horse setting a land speed record for the Rose Bowl Parade. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's funny. but look at all the attention you'll get that way. Or do you have little signs that said this tack made by that you can see on the cameras, on the TV cameras? No, no. I don't think I don't think they like that. No. I don't. I don't think they want the commercials. Well, it's worth stuff a try. Like Can you carry a big that. sign, Karen? <laughs> 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 no, but we'll get yeah. them pictures. They'll they'll have a lot of nice photos of our group. It, it's going to yeah, look really, yeah. really nice. And you guys are going red, white, and blue theme too, right? Aren't you? Yes, yeah. we are. We are. 
Yeah. <laughs> it, they'll all look fabulous. Well, now, I want to talk about one other thing. The thing you gave away, and I'm going to have to see if you have pony size, and that was the thing you gave away in the Radiothon was Navajo Design Tech, and it is really cool looking. I really like it. It it is. Yeah, we have six new designs. This is all new to us, so people have been asking us um, for years and years to do this, and we finally have... Um, a supplier, so that's terrific. And yeah, the designs are really pretty, um, all sort of southwestern designs, and so um, we're able to put that on our most popular designs. And yes, we can do any size. Is so, it bridles yeah. or halters or both? Or bridles, halters, okay. yeah, um, breast collars. So yeah, we can put that design on just about anything. So neat. It's, just, it's very it's neat. Fun. Yeah, and it's really fun. It's something new, and and we're excited about it. Very good. Well, thank you so much, and we appreciate you. your support of the Endurance Show all these years. And oh, uh, you bet. And Merry Christmas to you all, and uh, Happy New Year too. And you too. And I know who will be glued to the TV set on on uh, New Year's Day. You bet. If I, if we're going to have it on. If I'm counting inventory, I'm still going to have it on. <laughs> I'll be waving at you, Kristen. Okay, super. All thanks right. Again. Thanks, Kristen. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kristen. Bye-bye. Bye. Depot.com. All right. And we have Joyce ready. Joyce Souza is from the West region. She's been riding endurance for 30 years and has over 23,500 miles, including 85 one-day hundreds. Joyce's horse, LV Integrity, just passed the 9,000-mile mark at the Gold Rush Shuffle Ride about a week or so ago. And Integrity has completed 35 one-day hundreds in 18 ride seasons. Joyce's family, including her husband and grandchildren, also have a long history of riding endurance with her. Uh, Welcome, Joyce. Well, good morning. (laughs) Nice to talk to you. Boy, after reading all that, I want to know what you do in your free time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in my free time, um, actually in my free time, I do a lot of gardening, and I'm retired now. I was a nurse. So um, anyway. Wow. That's a lot of miles. Well, it is, but uh, there's others that have more. And uh, when you're able to pursue a dream and you have the support that I have from my husband and my family. Um, it's a way of life. So, you know, you don't, you don't think about it as you're doing it. It just goes. It goes like a machine, and it is so much fun. So, anyways, um, I've been blessed and uh, totally with the horses, with the rides, and with my friends. So anyway, it's a great way to live. Well, and I also, I forgot to mention your daughter also rides. So just tell us a little bit about some of your family members and their riding and how you all came to to be endurance riders. Well, first of all, I'll tell you how we became endurance riders. Um, In 1985, my best friend, had gone to a local endurance ride here in Humboldt County, California, uh, where they had a club that put on four rides in a season. I knew nothing about this. So she stopped by, told me about this, because she had just gone to one. I had my first horse in two weeks, and my husband had his within three months. <laughs> and then in uh, within a year, my children each had a horse, And we were out 
on the trails, we were helping with the local clubs, and we rode as a family for probably three, three years, three, four years. And uh, my youngest daughter, who was a runner, um, was having a problem with the running and the riding and the coaching at the school. So she had to give up one or the other, so she decided to continue running. So that left my husband and my other daughter and I riding the rides. So went the world for a long while. And um, then, oh, when my um, the daughter who rides, who is Jennifer Niehaus, Mm-hmm. She was uh, getting pretty active in FEI as I was and the FEI riding. Mm-hmm. So um, she ended up actually representing the United States in Germany in 2009, I believe, and uh, finished the ride and, uh, you know, um, just continued to pursue riding, helping others. I think that's. Um, where we've really, if I were if I were to say where I've made my statement, I would like to say what I have done and my family has done with our lives is been really a blessing to others that we've met on the trail. And mm-hmm. um, I have um, I've done a lot of riding, a lot of miles. But, you know, you have opportunities to talk with people, figure out problems, um, helping them with their horse issues, as well as getting my issues worked out, <laughs> because it goes <laughs> two ways. It does. And, um, it does. And so um, my husband rides, and we ride as a family. Now we have a granddaughter who's 13. We've done this past year was dedicated to Alex. My husband and I dedicated our life this year to get Alex to rides. She decided that she wanted to try to um, do lots of mileage. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't worried about placings. It was just finishing the rides, which is the number one goal of I would think any good rider. Mm-hmm. And um, so we got her to the rides, and she ended up placing very well this year, and she was just so thrilled just for the fact that it was it was a goal that she set. She had, again, lots and lots of family support, and she was able to achieve that goal. Her horse mm-hmm. was pulled once on a 100-mile ride, but that goes with the territory. And, um, but, you know, when all was said and done, it was a marvelous year for her. It was a better year for her grandpa and I and her mm-hmm. mom. I gave my horse, LV Integrity, to Jennifer to ride on a ride to, because I, there was only three horses going to the ride, and there were four riders, and I Aww. felt it was a lot more important for Mama to ride with her daughter than Grandma to ride with her daughter. So we we mix and match and switch it up. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, and that's exactly how it works. So, yes, we have a really strong family unit and um, gets us where we want to go. So, well, anyway. Well, tell, us about, <laughs> tell us about your horse integrity. Integrity. Well, integrity is a law unto himself. He he um, 
he started out being a naughty boy and uh, a <laughs> really bad boy. <laughs> but and he was sent to a trainer and um, a serious serious naughty boy here. And uh, but the trainer had him for three weeks, and uh, he was an old cowboy. And we really didn't know if we were even going to be able to keep integrity because um, he was he was wicked. And um, but uh, as my life is faith based, okay, I have a deep belief in in God and that God can do miracles here. And so anyway, I felt that there was something really special about this horse. And so the trainer had him for three weeks. First week, put a saddle on him, couldn't even get near him. Bucked like a son of a gun. Just <laughs> oh, <no>. bucked. Yes, <laughs> he did. And uh, so Rex just kind of let him buck it out. After seven days, on the seventh day that Rex had this horse, the horse quit. Never bucked, never bucked again. That was it. Wow. And um, I had the horse back in three weeks. And um, I, I thought to myself, well, you know, God rested on the seventh day after he created the earth. Well, maybe integrity <laughs> was doing the same thing. He was going to rest after seven days, too. And uh, so I've had him 22 years, okay? And integrity has never bucked since. And he's been a delight. He's gotten better every year. Um, integrity, I have now ridden him um, uh, 17 years. And... Uh, he has uh, finished 145 rides out of 151 starts. Uh-huh. He has 35 one-day hundreds out of 41 starts, so he got pulled on six starts uh, of mm-hmm. hundreds. He has never, ever been pulled on uh, anything else. He's never been pulled on a, multi- a limited distance, a 50, or a 75. Uh-huh. Um, so he's got a really good record going that way. Um, he has been twice the National 100-Mile Champion, which was in 2002 and 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he was the Arabian Horse Association High Point Endurance um, Horse, I think, in 2009. And um, he's received the Arabian Horse Association's Award for Legion of Supreme Honor. I and uh, nobody could have been more surprised than I when I got this plaque in the mail. I had no uh-huh. idea that they were even counting points or whatever they do to get this. So um, he's uh, taken us on two world trips, um, twice to the UAE. In 2003, I received an invitation to Abu Dhabi um, to ride in His Highness's President's Cup one-day 100-mile mm-hmm. ride. And uh, so we were there for all about probably 16, 17 days. Um, I wasn't able to finish the ride. Uh, Ritz made it 91 miles, and uh, he wasn't doing well. He just, he was he was passing his vet checks, but he wasn't eating like he should, and um, just, just not mm-hmm. quite himself. And so we pulled him at 91 miles, and the oh. next day he came down. With, he was very, very ill. He had—I didn't know it, but one of the there was an, um, five uh, 
five other Americans who had been brought over to Abu Dhabi also that year. And one of them, one of the horses was sick and it was stalled right across from her. Oh, no. So Ritzy kind of got what that horse got, yeah. And so Ritzy couldn't even come home when he was supposed to. Um, He had to wait it out there and my husband stayed with him. And um, after about a week and a half, he was fit for travel. So we got him home. But, you know, it again, it's not... It's not whether or not even you finish the race. In that particular moment in time in our lives, it was such a gift to go uh-huh. and participate. And the greater gift was bringing him back and being home again and to ride again. You know, right. Um, right. rides may come and rides may go, but there's only one Ritzy. You know, that, uh-huh. and, 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 and that's my philosophy on any pool I get. Um, it doesn't matter what is going on in your world around you. The big thing is, is you're riding that horse. And if something does happen to him, you know, it's not bad to pull him. It's a good thing because the greatest goal is getting that horse, putting the milestones, keeping a relationship going. Um, so much love, time, and dedication go into these animals. They they don't right. um, they don't come along that often. You know, something that you can be so attracted to. I've always thought, you know, and it's crazy, but you know, horses. I have an attraction to horses. Not many, uh-huh. but. Some horses, the, the just, you know, I can ones. see horses. Yeah, certain ones. It's just like the human population going by. You know, they they just kind of go by. But every now and then, you see somebody or some someone out there that just has this aura about them that just immediately attracts you to them. And that is what I had with Jim Bob, and that is what I have with Ritz. Mm-hmm. And it is a true attraction that it is like. Um, it's like a marriage. It's something you don't want ever to give up. You want to keep it at all costs, and you want to protect it. You want to enjoy it, and you want to give it your best every day of the week. And um, and that's that's exactly how I feel. These horses are totally God's gift. They are right, you, God's gift. And you've done yes? a fantastic job with um, all of your horses. That's just uh, a fantastic record that that you've got, and I know you love what you do because you're always smiling and happy and having a good time. So, just real quick, we've only got like a minute left. What do you, what's your goal for 2016? My t- my goal for 2016 to continue to ride integrity uh, and um, go to the rides, enjoy every minute that I'm on his back. Enjoy. Every ride is a gift, a special, special gift that day. Enjoy the beauty of the day, the friendship of my co-riders, the people out there. Be a blessing to everybody that I come in contact with, whether it's a smile. And, you know, I'm not 100% on all the time. Things don't go right. So, you know, I, you know, but uh, do just go and enjoy what we have here in America. Go enjoy the trails. Uh, Pray to God that they 
will continue to stay open for us to be out there. And I um, hope to see new writers um, embrace the new people that want to come out, help them as much as we can, and um, just just support this um, AERC, the American Endurance Writers Conference, that we are mm-hmm. part of, that has given so much to all of us. So, well, that's great, Joyce. Um, we're just about out of time. I've got other guests waiting. Um, so I just want to thank you for coming on the show. We appreciated it. And good luck with your, your upcoming ride season to you and your whole family. Thank you. Thank you so much. And God bless all of you. And I'll see you at, see you at a ride soon, I hope. You will. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, you know, one of the things that's so important when you do your rides are your boots. They are. Renegade Hoof Boots, one of our sponsors of the show. They are made in the USA, which is something they're extremely proud of. If you're interested in um, buying an American-made hoof boot for your horse, they come in several different colors. You can find them at renegadehoofboots.com. If you need help with sizing, measuring, fitting, adjusting, the company is really helpful. They've got a YouTube channel. You can search there also for Renegade Hoof Boots and look at videos. Uh, You can call them, email them, get in touch with them. They're happy if you send them photos to um, give advice on making adjustments so that the boots fit proper, properly because that's most of the battle with getting a, a boot that will perform um, correctly and stay on is to get it fit properly and adjusted and to get the right size to start with. So check out renegadehoofboots.com. They've been proven for thousands of miles and on the toughest terrain that the sport of endurance has to offer, like the Tevis. Very good. So that's renegadehoofboots.com. And you'll see, uh, I think you'll still see Karen's picture right there on the homepage. You probably will. Going up Cougar Rock. <laughs> that's with right. The renegades on Bo. Yes. All right. One of our other terrific sponsors is the AERC. And we're going to talk a little bit about that right now. Yes, with Susan, Dr. Susan Garlinghouse. Welcome to the show, Susan. Good morning. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? Terrific. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Are you all ready for Christmas? Uh, I haven't started yet. I'm a horse husband. We don't do that until the 24th. It's a rule. <laughs> you know what? I am right there with you, brother. I, I tend to completely ignore everything. You want to join our horse everything. husband's club? We, we, we. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a last-minute kind of girl. But it's, um, you know, drinking enough green tea in the morning, it's amazing what I can get done in, oh, say, eight or nine hours of complete and total panic and hysteria. So. <laughs> gift cards, gift cards, gift cards. They invented That's them right. for me. Yep. That's it's amazing how much of my Christmas shopping I can get done in either Home Depot or at the uh, the uh, the gift card area of the grocery store. <laughs> and Absolutely. what's more fun than after you get a gift card, going out and using it and buying exactly what you want? See, I think it's the perfect gift for the giver and the receiver. It does. See, as the horse husband it, it talking does, right there. It, it does work. <laughs> it does. Well, Susan, you're gonna you're here to tell us a little bit about the AERC membership. Well, yeah, it's um, we uh, we just started our our new season that just started on December first. So uh, we're uh, we're having a push right now to try and make sure and remind all of our uh, our previous members that it's uh, it's time to renew so that when they do come to uh, their uh, their next ride, we can be sure and track their their mileage and their placings and their their points. Uh, and we also have a lot of, of new members that we're, we're signing up. And so 
there's uh, uh, the the AERC office is very busy right now, sending out new cards and lots of new writer packets and um, all kinds of of things going on. Um, we uh, uh, new memberships right now are uh, sixty three seventy five. Uh, and for a second uh, adult family member, it's uh, a discounted rate of forty three seventy five, or only seventeen for a junior family member under eighteen. And so for that, you get the uh, the magazine, you get all of the the tracking of the AERC miles, um, uh, which and our magazine is, is actually it's an actual physical magazine. It's not an, an online. You still have something that uh, our members told us that they really like having something that they can look at and. And keep Take around. the rides to I read. Think, mm-hmm. Exactly. I I think I still have twenty years worth of endurance <laughs> news that that I uh, I still you know I, uh, will give away uh, copies to to different people. But you know we we still have uh, the old printed uh, uh, well not old but uh, you know we still have the uh, the printed magazine because that's what our members said that they they still wanted to uh, to to have. Um, and uh you know but the, there's also with the, the membership fees there's there's also a lot of other important things that we do with that the the fees don't go just towards the magazine or just towards administrative costs but we have a lot of different grants that we we use our our uh uh, funds for as, as well. Um, as you know, I'm also on the uh, uh, director at large on the, the board of directors, and every month we have uh, different grants, very often trail grants, that uh, different equestrian trail areas that uh, mm-hmm. we just approved a, a, a grant to help reimburse the cost for a, a picnic shelter in a um, uh, at a, a trailhead last uh uh, back east a little bit, uh, we have uh, a lot of trailheads. We're building new trails. We're putting water sources at trailheads. We're improving uh, different parts of the the trail that were previously, you know, really muddy or uh, unsafe or, or had some problems. So we have a lot of projects like that. Uh, we have a lot of educational programs going on, mm-hmm. uh, and and we also have a really good mentoring program that uh, uh, that you know if somebody is new to the sport. And if they would like to get some more instruction or they just want somebody to kind of ride with them and sort of show them the ropes, um, then uh, we can they can contact the office and we can try and hook them up with somebody in their, their area. Uh, I actually just uh, uh, emailed back and forth with somebody yesterday. She used to be in the sport with her uh, her grandmother years and years ago, got out of the sport, would like to get back into it again, but she doesn't have a horse uh, right now. She doesn't know anybody. She doesn't know anybody in her area. And uh, so we say, hey, not a problem. I have just the person for you. Good. Uh, less than an hour's drive apart. And so she's going to be going over and helping them condition their horses. And hopefully Great. we're going to see them at a ride real soon. And one of the other benefits, if you're a member, is I believe there's an additional insurance policy you can add for only $20, right? There is. And it's um, – um, I. Off the top of my head, I can't remember all of the, uh, the details, but it's it's an additional liability uh, coverage, and for uh, for twenty dollars, boy, it is the best deal on the planet. It is. It's just one of those those things that you know sometimes bad things happen, um, and uh, it, it's about the, the the cheapest thing that you could. Uh, uh, could spend, and you know, shoot, it, it would be a great uh, 
Christmas gift if you have another friend that's a, a rider, uh, you know, pay for their uh, uh, renewing their, their membership or get them a membership exactly, and and get them the insurance policy. I mean, okay, it's not quite as as wonderful as a new Corvette, but uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's only so many of those to to, to go around. I, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, I have a uh, uh, a friend that. Uh, uh, her her Christmas gift is she's uh, she got a uh, a renewed membership and uh, I have a couple other friends that uh, because they they pretty much have everything else that that I could possibly uh, think of then I'm uh, uh, their little stocking stuffers are oh, uh, paid ride entry fees. Besides, uh, when you have the Corvette, you need a much bigger insurance policy. You do, yeah. You really, you really do. So, um, or well, okay. What would really happen is that all of us that are lucky enough to be get a new Corvette, we would promptly trade it in for a new Corvette. I was going to say trader, we'd sell but... it for a truck. That's right. It's a... <laughs> That's it. Yeah, trade it for for tons and tons of hay, a semi load of hay, or you know, or you two. You get or a ten. really nice Dodge Dually for that, or even uh, a horse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or even a horse. Exactly. Yeah, there's never, there's no such thing as too many horses. Okay, well, the AARC, con- the annual convention is coming up. Tell us about that. It is. That is going to be uh, again in Reno this year. That is February 19th and 20th, and at that is at the Grand Sierra Resort where we've uh, held it for the past uh, uh, past couple of years, and that's worked out really well for us. Um, and uh, uh, we have uh, a nice lineup of, of speakers this uh, this year. We have uh, Dr. Jay Merrill, who is the the chair of the veterinary committee. She's going to be doing a seminar on uh, lameness, on prevention and treatment. Um, we have a, uh, a speaker who is going to be uh, speaking on rider fitness, uh, which is a terrific thing. There's there's mm-hmm. so many times that we we focus so much on getting the horse fit that uh, we don't realize that we, we need to pay attention to rider fitness as well. So that is a terrific topic. Uh, we, uh, we have an animal behaviorist who is going to be talking to us about the human-horse bond and the communication and, uh, and how to, to bond with your, your horse better and, and uh, be able to understand what they're trying to, to tell us, which is always a terrific thing. Um, I'm going to be one of the, uh, the speakers. Uh, last month on your show, I, I spoke a little bit about some of the uh, the urban legends and myths mm-hmm. in uh, equine nutrition, and I'm going to be doing a, a talk on uh, on some more of the uh, the different uh, oh different oh I don't know flavor of the month of uh, of different nutritions of different supplements of uh, some of the uh, um, oh like what uh, chia seed is uh, is getting really big right now. Uh, there's a lot of misunderstandings about uh, uh, fish oil and what that will and will not do for your horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, a lot of people uh, have questions about using hair analysis to uh, diagnose what their horse's nutritional health state is, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Okay. Um, and you know, just lots of different things like that. It's it's amazing what an evolving thing that is. Of uh, people hear something on uh, word of mouth or, or now online, and uh, you just have all kinds of, of stories, and some of which are true, some of which are not, are propagated. So I'm going to do a talk on that, and we also have. Um, uh, a medical doctor. I think he was a guest on uh, uh, on your show two months ago, 
and mm-hmm. he's going to be speaking about the uh, the human side of of endurance and the uh, the physical exertion and right, and Dr. Zebrak. Well. Yes, he's he was Zebrak, he's re- yeah. Yes, he was retired, but he was a cardiologist. And uh, very yeah, nice. Yeah, some interesting stuff to tell us and about ourselves. He has, and he's looking to collect some research data as well. And I'm sure that he's going to be speaking about that. He wanted to uh, to collect some data from uh, from riders on uh, uh, on a, exactly the, uh, the the human side of this this whole equation, which I think is terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, and the convention's so always really... fun to go and see everybody all dressed up and cleaned up. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Most of the time, we we don't even recognize each other. We don't have <laughs> helmet hair if we're not filthy and and, and dirty and, and grubby and tired and on top of a horse. And uh, and I, I am uh, sure, unlike the other conventions, there's no partying in the evening, and everybody just goes <laughs> oh, back no, to no, their no. room, and it's all no, just, not at yeah, all. No, we so. we all sit around and and we uh, drink uh, we drink uh, uh, one <laughs> lukewarm mug of hot chocolate, <laughs> and we it, crochet to together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I knew yeah, that. absolutely no partying no, whatsoever. I don't think so. yeah. No, no, <laughs> uh, it can uh, it can get pretty. Uh, we we try and make sure that it's a very family friendly event. Uh, but we do have a, a Friday night dance. Does that depend on a... how many wines Karen has had? That <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and 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 it, it, we have been known to occasionally um, switch out her glass and and make yeah. sure that we distract her in one direction and top up her glass again because uh, well, she's after need... a, a couple glasses, uh, we all start it's... getting pretty entertaining. I think it's the margaritas, though, that we're more interested <laughs> yes, in. Yeah, yeah. We're in the, a casino, the margaritas are dangerous. You know? On January yeah. 1st, about uh, 6 a.m., she's going to need a margarita. Uh, let me tell you. No, I, oh, can't yeah. drink, I can't drink that soon to the start. <laughs> There's, oh, that's true. However, uh, actually, I'm, I'm going to be uh, uh, I'm going to be one of your outwalkers this, uh, right. uh, this uh-huh. year at the Rose Parade. And uh, I'll make a deal with you at the, uh, my rig is going to, uh, because I, my rig is basically the size of a fallen building. Um, I'm going to have it there at the formation area as a warming hut, and I'm going to have it down at the far end. So I'll tell you what, I will have the margarita blender going at the far end. <laughs> She'll need it. And so that'll okay. give you all something to, uh, to target for, or at least maybe some uh, I've been some trying all morning to make her extra nervous, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's working, actually. Sorry, Karen. Uh, you signed up for this. I know, I know. <laughs> okay, well, Susan, I understand you have a special memory to share about my next guest. Well, Hugh I Vanderford. did. I was very excited to hear that you have uh, Hugh Vanderford, who is an, an absolute icon. And I'm sure that this is a story he doesn't even remember at all. This was in 1989. I was a brand new rider. I had done one 25-mile ride and one 50-mile ride, and I figured with all of my vast background with, you know, whole 75 (laughs) miles at that point, I had this down. I knew all there was to know, and so I signed up for it, and I showed up out at the Death Valley Encounter, which... Uh, way back then was a point-to-point ride, and it was then and still is at the very end of December. And um, there there might have been a few details that I missed when I went out there. First of all, when it's a point-to-point ride, um, it kind of helps to bring along somebody with you to actually move your rig so that you will have <laughs> uh-huh. a rig at the finish line waiting for you. 
the ride ride management had to scramble around and find somebody for me. Uh, and I was, was driving in a borrowed truck that, as it turns out, the, uh, the, the friend that I had borrowed it from didn't find the need to actually have battery cables um, when just a piece of copper wire wound around the battery terminal seemed to be working for her just fine. Didn't work out so well for me, but, you know, so we had a little adventure with that. And uh, and I really underestimated just how cold it can get at Death Valley at the end of December. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't gotten into camp until about 11 o'clock the night before. I was sleeping in the back of an open horse trailer. Uh, my horse was fine and toasty. He had a couple of nice heavy blankets on, but the water in his bucket was frozen. Uh, I had an inadequate sleeping bag, and I had on every single stitch of clothing I had with me. And and by the way, in case you were wondering, when I got riding the next day, um, Victoria's Secret does not make anything appropriate for riding <laughs> in endurance riding. Um, and and it turns out that I, I found an, an additional use for duct tape, um, which um, that that was really interesting. After so it has to come off. off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eventually, it has to come off. Yeah. And I, I've seen the trick since then that you can use duct tape, but it's best to use it. Put the the duct tape over a T-shirt. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Um, and and that was very interesting. But once I finally got going, we're on the the trail. You didn't need any um, hair anyway. It's okay. No, yeah. no, no, not at all. <laughs> And, or the top uh, layer of skin. Yeah, right. Don't need that. It grows back. The top layer of skin, or maybe <laughs> even the top three or four layers. Uh, I did for a couple of weeks after that. It looked like somebody I'd, I'd had an unfortunate accident with a blowtorch. But uh, when uh, we got on the trail, I was riding with uh, with some other people, and all of a sudden, I was sort of bracketed in by these two very, very obviously ex- extremely experienced riders, and they were so nice. And I just thought, well, isn't this nice? The nice people you meet on this trail. And in hindsight, I realized that they must have had me absolutely pinned as an, a total green bean and and that I was so dangerous to myself that if they didn't take me in hand and basically uh, all but lead my horse from point to point, that they were probably going to have to come out and, and find my bleached bones sometime after the, the ride. And one of those riders was Julie Sir who, of course, is the, uh, the the queen of endurance then and since, and the other writer was Hugh Vanderford. And in some ways, I had so many things going wrong that day just out of inexperience and total ignorance. I'm happy to say that my horse did really well. I did ride, finish the ride, and I rode all day long with Hugh Vanderford, and he was so much fun to ride with, and I was getting so discouraged, but he was so encouraging and just so inspiring to ride with that even when, you know, I finished the ride and I, it, it turns out that at the end of uh, uh, December in Death Valley, it can also uh, sometimes snow. And there it was. I was with a hot, steamy horse and uh, wasn't set up for snow. And I decided to just go ahead and, and uh, I unzipped my sleeping bag. I duct taped that to my horse loaded him in the trailer, and we, we went on home, and I got home, as it turns out, about 5 o'clock the next morning. But, you know, if I hadn't had uh, the the help and the companionship of somebody like Hugh and Julie, I don't think I would have been back. But I ended up having so much fun riding with them, and they were so encouraging and uh, and, and telling me a lot of things that now we have a mentor program and we're, we try and have more educational 
programs to, to help the, the newcomers not make the same dumb mistakes that I did. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think if, if I hadn't had Hugh and Julie there that day, I'm not sure if I would have been back. Well, we have but, Hugh uh, on the line. He's been listening. Hugh, good morning. I'm just wondering, oh, do, that's you, awesome. do you remember that ride at Death Valley all those years ago with Susan Garlinghouse? You know, I really do. I think that was that was Susan's first ride. And it was. Recall, she top 10 on that ride. Well, only because I think they were maybe 11 and probably only were because you were riding along were, with they me. They had a rope oh, no, and they were dragging her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that very, very well. Oh, and that's so sweet of you. It must have been around 1991 or something like that. That was, it? It, was, uh, it was right around 89, 90. It was way, way yeah. back. Great days. Yeah. Absolutely great days. It uh, was, and I appreciate you, uh, you riding with me. Oh, well, I enjoyed it, believe me. You know, you've done a lot for us, too. Uh, it's one of the things I was thinking about with the horses. Our feeding programs and things have been helped a lot by what you've done and what Karen's done also, and, and spreading that word. It's made a big difference over the years. You know, we used to have tie-up in horses almost all the time because of what we were feeding. It's almost non-existent in the endurance racing today that we have tie-up. So, and I think that's a result of the feeding the fat instead of the proteins and things that we do. Well, thank you, Hugh. That's very kind of you. Well, you've been a big help to us. Well, thank you, Hugh. I will uh, leave you to uh, to Karen and Glenn, and it was great talking to you. And I I hope you uh, you and your family have a very very nice holidays. Susan, thank you very much, and you too. Thank you. Thanks all. Thank, thanks, Happy Susan. Holidays. Happy holidays. Bye bye. Bye. Well, I didn't get a chance to introduce Hugh, but Hugh Vanderford has been riding also for over thirty years. He's got over fifteen thousand miles. Um, so let's just go ahead and uh, say welcome, Hugh. Glad to have you on the show. Well, thanks, Karen. I'm really glad to be here. When when you first called, I was I was uh, I, I didn't make up my mind about it, but the more I thought about it, I'm very very enthusiastic about it. It's very easy to get up in the morning and talk about horses and endurance riding. <laughs> I know, <laughs> and in apparently, your... saving damsels in distress is another one of his on his calling card. There, it <laughs> is. It is. He's always got such a great sense of humor. When you ride with Hugh, he will show you the beauty in every rock and every <laughs> brown hill that's barren of any kind of anything living on it. But he will point it out and tell you how beautiful it is and what a wonderful shade of brown it is. <laughs> yes, I'm very, very Gabby. <clears throat> I, I do enjoy the rides. I enjoy all the rides. Uh, there's not a ride that I don't, that I don't enjoy. Uh, some of them I enjoy more than others, but I do enjoy them all. And I enjoy, I really enjoy all the riders, especially the young riders. Uh, we've ridden with a family for, uh, gosh, many, many years. When we started out, we started out with um, our granddaughter uh, riding, and now we're riding with two of our great-granddaughters. And uh, it, it's just been an awful lot of fun. We, we've had we've had a lot of fun training and a lot of a lot of fun riding. And how did you get started in endurance, Hugh? You know, Gloria and I were both reared with horses when we were kids. So we were married and had the, we have three boys. When we were married, we didn't have, uh, we couldn't afford horses. So we were, I think, in the neighborhood of 42 years old when we finally moved out of town, essentially. Uh, we, did, we moved down into Morgan Hill and we got, uh, we bought 
Gloria horse. And within, within about three months, Gloria did a 25-mile endurance ride, and uh, we'd never seen anything like that. It, when I was a kid, we rode quarter horses. We used to go hunting and everything, and I really enjoyed horses. And who was going to put on a fair pair of those funny pants and go <laughs> trotting along the trail? It was just the most uncomfortable thing in the world, but it is extremely addictive. Gloria got started in it, and then... We got our youngest son a horse, a very nice Arabian mare that was really competitive. As a matter of fact, uh, Carol Lee rode, a friend of yours, uh-huh. Carol Lee White, rode that mare for several years, I think. But anyway, we got started into it, and like I said, it's very, very addictive. Gloria is extremely competitive, and she got into it right away. I, I kind of, I didn't go to an awful lot of the rides when we first started because we were busy working in those days and things. But then the, uh, when we had more time, we started going a lot, and the kids enjoyed it so much. And it was just a tremendous relief for us to do the riding. I got the same thing out of riding that you hear people talk about getting out of golf. Is <laughs> You could have stopped me in the middle of a ride in those days early, and I'm not sure I would have known my name or anything else. You're just so so engrossed in what you were doing, just you and the horse and the other riders, a tremendous uh, uh, sport for uh, concentration. When, and how old was your great-granddaughter Haley when she started riding? I know Haley she was just her first real ride little. up in Northern California when she was seven years old. Uh-huh. Uh, she, um, she, did a, she did a ride, and she hit, hit the lows that some of the kids hit, you know, because you sponsored a lot of juniors, and, and they do have lows when they're doing it. I wasn't riding, but I was there uh, helping Gloria and Haley, and when they came in, uh, every time uh, they, uh, uh, they pulled through good, everything was good, and that as the ride rode on, as the ride wore on, Haley did get very, very tired. When she was coming in at the last, there was uh, there was about three of us out there. It was I think it was Joyce and and uh, Dennis Souza, and I was out. This is up at uh, Chirsty Evans up in Northern California, mm-hmm. and they came. The dam area up there, and you could see them. And I started yelling, Haley, Haley. And she was riding Gloria's old horse, Alosha, Sasha. And uh, Haley just perked up like mad. She perks up like mad when the when the people and things are around. So she uh-huh. came in. She took care of her horse, and within about ten minutes, she was down playing with the kids down there. <laughs> right, so they recover. She recovered absolutely excellently, and she's ridden. I think Haley has around three thousand miles now. And she's she's uh, she's a she's a, a she's a good athlete, and she's a, she's a very good rider, and she's she's gotten very very sensible about well, everything. Well, she did really well at Tevis this year, didn't she? She did extremely well. Yes, yeah, she was riding my horse on Tevis, whom she's only ridden a couple of times, and and she did very very well. She tried very very hard. With with uh, she can run that iPhone when she's doing anything in the world. She knew <laughs> where she was all the time, and she was trying very very hard to top ten, and uh, she just didn't make it. She and, came uh, close. The horse was. Uh, she got everything out of the horse that the horse had. Believe me. And tell but us about your horse too. Uh, it was really incredible that you're, you know, that the horse is doing so well. Because tell us why. Because of what? 
because of Gulliver, it's Gulliver, right? Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, it, he's a, he was a kind of a son of a gun for about 10 years. But the last <laughs> about four years, he's been an excellent horse. And Tevis, he lost his eye about right. uh, almost two years ago now, I think it is. And, mm-hmm. and Tevis was his first night ride that he'd had after he'd lost his eye. Right. Yeah, and, that's what um, I was referring to. Yeah, he. Uh, we, we. I'd never ridden a horse with one eye. There are quite a few around, and uh, Nicole Chappelle has a horse. Uh, her a horse, a Golden Knight, lost his eye when he was about five years old. He's about ten now, and so she had experience before and after. And she gave me so much advice and so much help in letting Gulliver get the confidence he had to have. And and uh, he's 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 got great confidence and and it was just amazing. Uh, all animals are amazing. You see three legged three legged dogs. You see everything. They just take everything in stride and do it. And and Gully has done that too. Yes. That's so an ama- had, amazing. I'm sorry. I was just I'm sorry, Hugh. I was just saying that's just amazing. You know, Haley also has a lot of confidence, and she just did a fantastic job with him on Tevis this year. Oh, well, thank you. That's very kind. The horses we've had, uh, we've had five horses from the same place in uh, in Morgan Hill, uh, Blues Arabians there, and uh, they've just been very good horses for us. There are. I'm amazed whenever I go to a ride now at how many good horses there are. They're just. All the horses look so good. People are taking such good care of them. They're training them so well. Everything works well for them. Uh, mm-hmm. AERC had an article, I think it was last month or the month before, on the cardiac recovery index. And I'm paraphrasing it, but essentially the top 10 horses and the bottom 10 horses had the same cardiac recovery index. And it just says that people are training their horse and riding the horse the way they train them. So they're, they're taking very, very good care of the horses. You go to a ride today, and my gosh, all the horses look good. It's just amazing. And something along that line is, I think in, in the time we've been riding and doing this, we go back to the days that uh, we started riding right after they had lost something like 15 or 17 horses in that some wild race they had down in Oklahoma or something like that. wasn't an endurance race, but it was something like an endurance race. Mm-hmm. So endurance racing had a, a kind of a bad name or something. I used to watch them and look at these skinny animals coming across the finish line. But two things that have happened, I think, that, that made a big difference in endurance racing to us, anyway, is um, Kerry Ridgeway, when he came up with that cardiac recovery index, and the other one is uh, one of your local vets up there, Susan McCartney. She was one of the first proponents of the 60 beats per minute pulse, mm-hmm. and it just almost stopped the treating of horses. It just made a tremendous difference. So those two things, I think, have really helped the horses out a lot. And anytime you help the horses out, you help both riders, whether they know it or not. Exactly. That's true. Well, you tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you've had some um, things with with your own health. Um, like, didn't you have a knee replaced or something like that somewhere along the line? Well, I haven't had the knee done, but if I live long enough, I probably okay. will. I did okay. I did have two hips replaced. Oh, it was about, your hips. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think it was about uh, 2006 or something like that that I had the hips replaced. And unfortunately, they'd been working on my knees for about five years, and I'd had five arthroscopic uh, operations on my knees, 
but the fact was I was just out of alignment. So when I got the hips fixed, I never had the knee pain again. Good. It was, uh, Good. It was just one of those one of those silly things that happens, you know, that uh, they miss they miss that you know that it was the hips that were out of alignment. The hip operation they do is so very very successful. I was back riding in a in a pretty short period of time, and I don't have very much problem with it at all. And I've been very, very fortunate uh, most of the time because I, that's that's about all I ever had that stopped me from riding, mm-hmm. and that didn't stop me for very long. We were able to get back, and and it's it's uh, it's great to have something like endurance that you really like that well that makes you want to want to go and do things. Right, right, and, and you're definitely a good example to people of all ages that do go through those kinds of things to show that you can still get back on a horse and go 50 miles like you just did at the Gold Rush Shuffle ride. Yeah, it's it's getting harder to get on and off. I don't get off as much as I used to. I used mm-hmm. to get off quite a bit. I don't get off hardly at all now. Uh, but, uh, again, we've got horses that can carry, and I only ride for what they can do. I'm not that competitive anyway. I just I just enjoy it. Right. I know you do. So tell us, what is your favorite ride that you've ever done? Uh, I will tell you this, but you can't broadcast it in Nevada. <laughs> we, we have no listeners in Nevada at all. So, okay. Uh, like I said, I, I like all rides, but I love the Tevis ride. There's something about the Tevis uh, See, but I think it, you get a pass by saying that because th- th- that one's exempt from people being insulted. So you're good. <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, I, just, I just love the Tevis ride, and I think that the Tevis ride is not nearly as hard as people think it is. And, and the reason for that is the day you ride Tevis, you're a better rider than you've been for six months and will be for the next six months. You just, you've got yourself up and you've got your horse up and you're ready to do it. I believe that Virginia City is a harder ride. And I love that ride. I love Virginia City. I love all Nevada rides. But, uh, Tevis, Tevis has an allure that's just better. You, it just seems like you're many, many more miles from, uh, from reality or from people uh-huh. and things. You're on the Tevis Trail. Most of the rides you do today, you're, you're no more than four or five miles from a, from a bar or a restaurant or something, you're there. But when you're on the Tevis Trail, it seems like you have, you do have 12, 15 miles at times before you would uh, see anybody for anything. But I know, it's, 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 a, it's a super ride. Well, I, I saw on Facebook, Facebook sometimes is good and sometimes is not, that you had a couple of horses go on a walkabout recently. I'm sorry, go on a what? A walkabout. They got out. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, we, we did. Uh, we, we're in, we're in uh, we, we live in Loma Rica, in between Grass Valley and Marysville, and we have some acreage here, and we have some cows, and we share a pasture with a neighbor up here. A neighbor had horses a few years ago, and he didn't have, and he wanted our horses in there to help eat it down and stuff. So we have Haley's horse and Gloria's old horse, uh, uh, B. A. Dardanelle, in that pasture. And they, he had a guy in there, or some people in there, chopping, uh, uh, chipping up wood. And they left the uh, gate open, and the horses got out. And uh, fortunately, uh, they went down the road a quarter of a mile or something like that, and some horse people took them in. <laughs> very, very, uh, very, very nice. 
Uh, we were very, very lucky. I don't like horses getting out. Nobody does. I don't like no, horses getting no. out and getting on pavement and scooting around. It's just a, a, a recipe for something to go wrong. But uh, it all ended well. Good, good. <laughs> I'm glad they turned out okay. So what's your yeah. next ride going to be, Hugh? Well, you know, Karen, we're, we're somewhat thinking about going to Death Valley. I'm, I'm hoping we go. I don't know for sure that we will go. We haven't gone for now for about uh-huh. two years. I was down there, I think, two years ago. Well, I was down there with you. Was uh-huh. it two years ago that we started the season down there? I think so. Yeah, we've started, mm-hmm. and I haven't been back since. We're thinking about going now, but uh, I, I just don't know. It's getting harder and harder to get away. We have somebody who stays here, but Haley's busier now, and she's going. Uh, she's she's not as free. She's working and going to school, so she doesn't have as much time to take care of things for us as she uh-huh. would normally have. But uh, I hopefully we'll go to Death Valley. If we don't, it'll probably be Rides of March. Oh, good. But I'm not, I'm not sure. Good. I'm not sure. Are you going to Death Valley? Well, I'm going to the Rose Parade. <laughs> oh, so. are you? How wonderful. How wonderful. You know, they had a, a parade in Los Gatos, uh, the 5th. And uh, Julie and the Quicksilver Club were in it. And Julie put out a note uh, on the Quicksilver, well, you get it, the Quicksilver um, uh-huh. uh, Yahoo group, whatever. Yes. And did you read Julie's note about the the uh, parade? I haven't seen it yet. What did it say? Oh, just an incredibly sweet note about how much she enjoyed it and everything, and how the people helped. Uh, she had some people that uh, the horses were acting up or capable of acting up. Uh, you know how you know, they are. I think she's she's riding Betty, the the the, the old Verl Norton gray horse. Oh, I yeah, have no, a feeling Betty's about twenty seven or something like now. It used to be a com- terrific competitor, but anyway, uh, she had somebody walk along with her, and then there were a couple of banner carriers that carried the banner uh-huh. around. Over club, and I think that she had a tremendous time. Julie closed out the note by saying she was so proud to belong to that Quicksilver Club. I mean, oh, nice. just a very, very sweet note. She's one of the most realistic people you'll ever know. It was great, great family. Yes, it was just so exciting when she decided that she would join us in the Rose Parade. What an honor to get to ride with her there. It's going to be um, an incredible experience. But yes, our whole group has been doing the practice parades, and it was neat to see that Julie got to do one this last weekend, too. That was great. So you have to watch for us on January 1st. I'm sorry? You'll have to watch for us on January 1st on, oh, on the, ro- in the Rose Parade. Well, I absolutely will do that. I didn't know Julie was going down. How many of you are going down, Karen? Um, well, we have seven from the Northern group up here, and then the total group is a complete um, unit of 25. Oh, that sounds so good. And we're representing uh, the AERC. Do you remember McHenry? I don't. She's like early Appaloosas. Okay. Anyway, she used to go down the Rose Parade every year. She rode endurance. She rode nine Tevises. I'm going to say she did nine out of 11 or 12 or something like that, and then tried about four times to make the 10th one and never quite made it. Aww. But she used to go 
Rose Parade a lot. Oh. Yeah, she's a lady from Morgan Hill, and she inspired a lot of riders. Okay. Around. Inspired Gloria, I think, when Gloria first started riding, because she was this lady that had the, the the camper and the trailer and went around and did everything. She had a lot of help from her husband and her daughter that helped her on the big rides on Tevis and that. But the rest of the stuff she did pretty much by herself, and I know she inspired Gloria a lot. Well, you and Gloria have certainly inspired me a lot. So thank you for that. And thank you for joining us on the show this morning, too. Well, Karen, I enjoyed it very much. Thank you. And thank you for all your help over all the years. You've always been a help. So have you. Thanks, Hugh. Well, there you go. Your hour and a half is up already. I know. I know. flew through today. Isn't it fun talking with all these, these icons of the sport that have they all, everybody knows everybody, and we've all had a lot of great adventures together over the years. And so it's a lot of fun to, you know, to talk is, with them. It is neat, too, to, to, uh, to have a, a discipline, a sport that uh, is fairly small in the scheme of things, because you kind of do get to know each other. And you guys are riding so long that you have time. You meet different <laughs> people along the way, and you have time to chat. You um, do. You know, and it, it's fun to watch their kids grow up and their grandkids grow up in this sport it's just a great influence it's a great family sport you don't see that a whole lot like when we went down to wellington and you walk around the show jumping area where there's thousands of show jumpers right and all their grooms and all the helpers and everything and and you see them going from one place to another but you know it's it doesn't have that feeling of camaraderie i think like some of the other disciplines do right you guys and the eventers seem to have a lot of that i think uh and and maybe it's because you're both doing something that's uh fairly longer and dangerous so (laughs) (laughs) you have to (laughs) well merry christmas next time i see you or talk to you we'll be on tv we'll be waving i know i'll wave at you we'll all be waving <laughs> well, we, we didn't even have time to get to the calendar. You can find it at the AERC website. Just search for AERC on Google or go to aercaonline.org is where you'll find the calendar of the rides coming up in 2016. And everybody, tune in. Uh, just go to HGTV. It's probably the best place to watch the Rose Parade. And uh, tape it on Monday morning, and we'll all wave to you as you go by. Okay, yes, my next show will be able to talk about it and how it went and hopefully how nicely behaved my horse was. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what was that. I'm thinking positive thoughts, even though I was picking on you all <laughs> And we'll be back here tomorrow morning, as we always are, at 9 a.m. on Horses in the Morning. And Jamie will be here. And uh, Merry Christmas, Karen. Merry Christmas to all Merry the endurance Christmas. riders out there. Take care, everybody. <laughs>